And the way that we do that is to make sure not only do they have the skills to have a good career, but also the financial wherewithal to be able to, A, be able to move into a house, B, be able to purchase a house because that's your first form of wealth, and third, be able to pass it on to generations. And that's one of the things that we want to make sure happens in here in Kansas City. Hello, and welcome to another session with community leaders in Kansas City. I'm Pat Jordan, president of the Jim Cultural and Educational Center and founder of iSteam KC, an innovative real-world learning program for high school and college-age students. In celebration of the 25th anniversary of the opening of the Gym Theater, we opted to host a STEAM symposium. The results of the symposium suggest that Kansas City might not be prepared to meet the demand of more than 18,000 jobs about to come online. Here to discuss this issue are Clyde McQueen, President and CEO of the Full Employment Council, and Melissa Robinson, 3rd District City Council Person. Clyde, why don't you start us out by briefly discussing your tenure, the FEC, some of its programs, and what you see as the problems and solutions to Kansas City's workforce challenge. Well, thank you very much for this event, and I'm glad to be here with you and Councilwoman Robinson, who also, I must say congratulations to, since she's just going to be recognized by the Urban League as one of the outstanding citizens in Kansas City by virtue of her long tenure within the organization. So I'm yes, really congratulations. To be here uh, with uh, such an esteemed public policymaker and yourself, who's been a long tenant right here. Yes. Uh, yes. In the in the Vine area. So uh, what what I would say though is just based on my 35 years here, I think the workforce issue is more diverse than just the issue of skilling people up. Uh, particularly in our region where we have 80,000 families with kids under the age of 18, and 51,000 of those families being single-parent families. And the second thing is is that a lot of the jobs that are being um, developed and expanded are, by their very nature, manufacturing and distribution and information technology and warehouses where you have trucks, um, commercial traffic, which we don't want in our neighborhoods. We want them to be further out but the people that they hire are in the neighborhoods. And so the whole issue of getting people from the neighborhood to those jobs and back is important. And then more importantly, in addition to that, where you have those single parent family households led by both men and women, this is, a, this is, this is on both sides of, of the gender space, is that we have to make sure that it is available not just between 7.30 in the morning and 6.30 at night, but also, you know, from 12 to 8 and from uh, 1 to 8 in the morning. And that means that we have to make sure that that industry is there. And then thirdly, we've got to make sure that taking people to and from the job is most important. I think the council has done a great job working with ATA uh, to have free public transit downtown, but increasingly when a lot of the major jobs are locating further out, we've got to make sure that transportation access is available, primarily because if you know anything about the cost of gasoline right now, um, when you add the cost of gas to the cost of child care, um, that is a lot taken away from the bottom line of many families. So we got to think about all those things in addition to just, you know, okay, skilling people up. That's very critical. But at the same time, this whole three-legged stool upon which training sits is very, very important. 
without possibly naming names, has the Full Employment Council put together some sort of arrangement with an existing corporation in Kansas City? Are you talking about those where you're talking about those kinds of those, those kinds of issues and how that corporation could assist with well, that three-legged stool? I think I think we 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 have had a long relationship with Kansas City Area Transit Authority. We increasingly we've been talking about the cost of housing because workforce housing is very very important. People can't even think about going to work; they don't have, don't, don't have anywhere for them and their families to live at a, at a reasonable cost. And so I don't know that much about housing. I've come to learn a whole lot more at, at events and, and places like that. And that's why we're working with whether it's community builders or we were just with Restart last week, where community housing is very important. We were over in KCK with that housing development. The, the, Davidson's the, Landing. Davidson Landing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yes. Mm-hmm. And so we just can't afford to say, hey, this is our, you know, little Wheel, even though we don't do housing, we don't do transit, but it is very necessary to what we do. And and that's very important. And it has to be a part of the policy framework. That's why I'm glad you have Councilwoman uh, Robinson here, because it has to all be integrated. It just can't be a bunch of one-legged stools that are not connected by the seat. Before we hand the baton over to Councilwoman Robinson, can you give us a little bit of an overview about the Full Employment Council and the programs that you guys have been operating? Yes. So we are the public workforce agency. We're designated so by the Department of Labor in the state of Missouri. So we have been here for 15, for 36 years. Oh, my gosh. And <laughs> and we are one of 14 public workforce agencies in the state of Missouri. We are very unique in that we service urban, suburban, and rural populations because we go all the way from Cass County, Raymond, Missouri, Harrisonville, all the way to Richmond, Missouri which is in Ray County. So we service urban, suburban, and rural populations. Our objective is employment and training. So a lot of times people just think of us as training only. We also uh, run what is called the, the State of Missouri uh, Wagner Pizer Program, which basically places persons who are laid off and on unemployment insurance assistance or other types of things into employment directly without training. For example, we had a major Ford event last Friday. We had 500 people That's come amazing. here. Right at the corner of 18th and Paseo had both parking lots full, and that employer was hiring on the spot, you know, paying jobs $18, $19 an hour, making the offers at the location. That's one function. That is not a training venue because mm-hmm. they train on the job. The objective is they want to find people who want to go to work. That's one piece of our work. The other piece of our work is tied to working with, with what I call out-of-school youth, or those youth who are not the traditional youth who are in school. And we work with the Kansas City Public School System in a program called Middle College, where FEC works with Penn Valley Community College and, and the Kansas City Public School System to train dropouts to get their high school diploma and go on. It is the highest performing dropout retrieval program in the state of Missouri with an 80% graduation rate. And that's a three, again, that's a three-way partnership. And then the other aspect is apprenticeships. What we call on-the-job learning. You know, people go to school, and that's important, but we focus on non-semester-based programming. and we, we focus on debt-free programming. We don't want any more people going into debt to try to finance their way to college. And so we focus on short-term training programs that will still give you a credential, but that will enable you to go to work for training or debt-free. So there's no requirement that you go into debt behind these programs. Secondly, we will have a support service network so they get training support, whether it's a bus pass for out of, not out of service by KCATA, 
And so we have a shuttle that takes them to and from work. And we also provide training support for work uniforms. And we provide that also for anything from work shoes or things of that nature. And we do these partners. Uh, the city of Kansas City, Missouri has been our agency long partner, as is KCATA, for the last 30 years, whether it was providing transportation. We've got a program called Neighborhood Works, where people go to work in their neighborhoods, cleaning up their neighborhoods. And when they get through, they go to work. Our average wage placement for that is $19 an hour. My so, goodness. So all, everything here works in partnership. We do not do any of these things alone. We work in partnership with other persons. So FEC just stands for a partnership. It is not us by ourselves. It's us working with community partners, whether it's the city of Kansas City, Missouri, whether it's Jackson County, or whether it's the state of Missouri, with the Missouri Conservation Commission. We work with the Beehive, where they get internships and they growing bees and honey and uh, you know, whether it's with community builders. So everything that we do toward the end, which is to create a systemic intervention that enables persons who live in the community and in the region who are unemployed, underemployed, or in poverty to go to work full-time to support their families. And going to work full-time means not just going to work, but having French benefits, health care, yes. you know, and those type of things so that people can sustain their engagement and then path on family wealth to their families. And when you look at the statistics, families of color are the least wealthiest families in the country, historically. Blacks are number one with uh, American families have less, less family wealth. Latinos and persons of brown persons are number two. A single a head of household, number three. And the way that we do that is to make sure not only do they have the skills to have a good career, but also the financial wherewithal to be able to, A, be able to move into a house, B, be able to purchase a house, because that's your first form of wealth, and third, be able to pass it on to generations. And that's one of the things that we want to make sure happens in here in Kansas City. And we have a very diverse, strong leadership team at City Hall and at just recently in Jackson County. And so all of that coming together, we have to make sure we have good public policy. Because without that, FEC can't do anything. We can just be a one-off. And so we have to have the public policy that sustains our engagement. And that's the reason why I think this time is the most exciting time since I've been in this, in this community. Oh, I agree, too, that it certainly is. I mean, with all these wonderful things that are happening, and part of what it is that we want to do, once again, is why you guys are here, is to help publicize the resources that are existing in Kansas City, uh, especially the urban core. With that said, Councilwoman Robinson, we're talking about policy, public policy and sustainability. What say you? Um, thank you so much for having me, and I do have a couple of shout outs I want to give. You talked about Mr. McQueen, the middle college program. And so thinking about uh, Dr. Mark Bedell, I was on the school board, helped to bring him here and was the board chair when he started that program. And so definitely shout out to the Kansas City Public School System for envisioning that and then also bringing in the right partners to make it happen. But seeing the deficit and being able to meet the deficit with the solution that transforms lives is so important. And which brings us to you, Miss Jordan, which you are the progressive pivoter, right? Uh, um, uh, and have done so many awesome things in terms of really looking at how do we meet the needs of today and how do we address some of our greatest prolific challenges, which workforce is one. So very excited and thank you for 
putting together this symposium, getting the thought leaders there, having a follow-up, and really beating that drum, like, let's move forward and come with solutions. And uh, Mr. McQueen... You are. He is amazing. uh, He is amazing. I say that word a lot. I try not to use it as much, but he is the best social economic scientist I know, right? (laughs) So, not only is he an adept workforce development professional, but certainly we just appreciate you and your crystal balls and schoolers ages nine through 12 working with my office and uh, Senator Washington's office. And we put maybe 80 different things in front of these young people, all digitally around their priorities and what it is that they were really excited about or what they wanted us to work on from a policy lens. One was violence and working with better relationships with police, making sure that they had opportunities to informally interact with law enforcement. And then the other one was health that they recognize the deficits related to mental health and physical health and access. Now, these are young people which we, you know, talked about entertainment. We talked about jobs. We talked about hanging out. We talked about, you know, skate parks and all this. And they, I mean, 80 different things that they came down to these three. And the last one was around education. But their education strategy was around real-world learning They said they appreciate their teachers, they love their teachers, but they want to know how this connects so that they could get employment and be more interested in the schooling that they got. So the young people do verify (laughs) this work as well. But, you know, here's the thing. I really believe, you know, when I think about being on the school board and seeing those challenges and really, you know, when you're at that graduation ceremony and I tried to make them all, you just have so much anxiety and angst and excitement. Like, you know, what are we sending these young people out into? You know, did we really prepare them for what they need in order to make the next step? And I think that Kansas City is uniquely placed because we have 14 different school districts. Many of them have multiple high schools. Some of them are graduating thousands of kids, um, very large classes. We have charter schools. And so we have the workforce there, but we also have to look at the public-private partnership with those assets that we have and really... For me, that's about, when we talk about public-private partnership, oftentimes it's just a money exchange, but we really need to be working the corporations, which is revealed in your report, where the corporations are saying, we want to want the young people to come better prepared. Well, we need to be in a more upstream approach. Those leaders need to be sitting down with our curriculum developers in the state of Missouri and our Department of Education and really matching those learning ob- objectives with what's needed in the corporate sector in a lot of those jobs. And they need to be teaching that in the schools. So says the young people, right? Like they want to get that information now and they want to be ready for that. And really the city's job is really about infrastructure, about workforce housing, about transportation to jobs, about training centers. Like, how can we invest in more opportunities for young people to be trained up and skilled up? And so 
I think that it's something that's doable in the next four to six years, actually. We just have to really be dedicated and put those pieces in place with determination. So are we talking about then more dollars for Full Employment Council and other on-the-ground community-based programs? Is that part of what we might expect from the city or not, or, or something else? I think that it is important for the city to invest, especially in those organizations that are meeting with people day in and day out. And it's not, I mean, with the Full Employment Council, great relationships with the corporate community, right? Because there, right. They, there's some dependency on building up the next workforce. But also awesome relationships with the people who are in need of jobs. That's where they go. And so when you have that marrying of, you know, that pipeline together, that is something that we need to invest in, as well as some very mass training opportunities where we're able to do it on a, on a bigger scale. And I think, I think in, in, in keeping with the councilwoman's thing, I think the thing is, is that we need to have a relationship, even with the agency the city does fund, where we all work together as a unit. It is so much need. Yeah. We, we, because Kansas City is so big, you know, we 2,728 square. We, we are a lot of city. We are, yeah. We 382 are square miles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and we're the largest. One, yeah, one like, of the largest. In the, in the country, yeah. from square mm-hmm. mile standpoint. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so it is not possible for one agency to meet all of that gap. Yeah, and the key word is alignment. Alignment. And so you have to align, like, our community development block grants, how are we aligning this to this need? When we're doing our Rebuild KC, how are we aligning this to this? We do massive amounts of infrastructure. How are we preparing people who live here to get that work? I'm so thankful that you guys took uh, some time to be here today. We're going to make sure that this is posted and get the word out and... We look forward to working with both of you in the coming months. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. And I think, as Councilwoman Woman Robinson said, we want to be in the same room. Definitely. I think if we're in the same room, that's good. Yeah. Thank you.